Hello and welcome to Cladding Matters, the podcast where we discuss building safety, legislation and solutions, the focus on cladding remediation, while showcasing the intelligent FS culture of humility, wit and passion for continuous improvement that makes Britain's buildings safe and sustainable. Joining me today, we have our very own team of experts, Damien Campbell, an Assistant Quantity Surveyor and QS student at the University of Salford, who you may remember from our earlier podcast we did, Youth and Experience. And the newest member of the team, Sarah Coombs, Procurement and Supply Chain Manager, bringing the industry experience, supply chain knowledge to the conversation today. One of the biggest challenges in construction is supply chain. This becomes even more of an issue when you specialise in a particular area as we do in cladding remediation. Add to this that the industry is under unprecedented pressure to remediate a large number of buildings in a very short space of time as a result of the Grenfell disaster and legislation changes we've discussed previously. And you pretty much have a perfect storm of challenges when delivering high quality, cost effective construction projects. So we wanted to discuss what we do about it at Intelligent FS. How do we address these challenges and continue to consistently deliver top quality projects? So hello and welcome to the show. Hi, Richard. Thanks for having me. Great. Uh, Glad you could come on. So to get us started, it's worth us putting a bit of context into the conversation. Damien, could you please outline the types of works we undertake? A little around the sorts of contractors that means we need and the kinds of timeframes that they need to spend on site. Yeah, well, we cover a range of services with a focus on building safety and fire safety. Um, a key area of this is the cladding remediation on high-rise and mid-rise buildings, um, remediating the existing combustible external wall system. Um, so this remedi- remediation work would prevent the spread of fire throughout the external wall system. Uh, we also undertake a range of surveys to ensure that the state of the building throughout is sufficient. Um, intrusive survey would we take a section of the external wall system and we can assess whether or not it is combustible. We also do internal dilapidation surveys, which is a report on the building layout and its condition. Uh, we use a Matterport um, software for this and it basically allows for a digital walkthrough, which is available on demand. And you can identify components throughout the building, what they're made up of. We also provide a FRAW, which is a fire risk assessment of the external wall. And this allows a decision to be made on whether or not cloud remediation is required. Similarly, an external wall report, which is now a legal requirement for buildings to have accessible for the fire service should they need to call. And with further, the golden thread analysis, which is in support property managers with compliance with the Building Safety Act. And we also offer FM services, which is we're basically a one-stop shop for building maintenance um, with a consistent service available. And so these range of works means that there's a range of contractors we use and there's a range of times that they're used on site. Yeah, so these timeframes can range looking at the cloud remediation, more longer term projects, longer term contractors on site can be months up to a year. And the surveys are more short-term, like dilapidation surveys, intrusive surveys can be a matter of days, sometimes just one day. Right, okay. And and um, do we have projects that go on longer than a year? I mean, what's kind of the, the maximum amount that we can go to? 
Yeah, well, obviously, it all depends on the size of the building, the works that's required. Um, the cloud remediation ones are the ones that tend to go up to a year. Um, looking at our live projects, we've got one that is about a year long and one that would hopefully just be shorter than a year. Um, but the works can differ in cloud remediation. Sometimes it's taken off the existing system and just replacing the insulation and installing the previous system. Sometimes you would need to take off the existing system and completely change it. So again, it just depends on the, the actual works. Okay, so, so I know that we've got this supply chain challenge right now. I'm, I'm really keen to understand exactly what we think the issue is with regards to the challenge that we've got. I mean, Sarah, obviously you've got quite a bit of experience in this industry. Um, can you sort of outline what you think the, the challenge is as it relates, as it relates to the supply chain? I think as as soon as we get over one challenge, there's there's a new one. Um, there's extended lead times, um, particularly, and this this does seem to be a, a constant thing. But with um, the likes of insulation, um, so I think with one of the one of the products, we're looking up to about fifteen weeks lead time. Um, so we we're having to look at um look at using different different material um as long as it's um compliant to what what's um what's required on the build or exceeds um and what's on the back of the lead time because i'm guessing it, it hasn't always been 15 weeks right so so what what what's it, what sort of causing the lead time element just a shortage of raw materials so depending you know this can be off the back of um, what's going on you know, with the war in Ukraine? So getting hold of the the products for the insulation, um, it's coming from from all over the world, um, and yeah, they just they're just not being able to um, keep up with it. So if we've got um, obviously lead times is a challenge. What else is causing the supply chain challenges? We're still recovering from COVID, um, and then we have Brexit on the back of that, um, which then the shortage of drivers. Um, so everything's been taken much longer. I think off the back of COVID as well, a lot of companies reduce their workforce and some of them haven't gone back up to their numbers beforehand because they could see they were coping with, with getting the material out. But it's just taken a longer time now, which is obviously having an effect on us being the end end user. Wow, okay. So we've got, we got, we got lead time issues as a result of just raw materials not being available. Mm-hmm. It, is it because they're not available um, or, or is it because there's there's more demand for those materials so they're having to go to more places you, you know so yeah we're almost in competition so are we having a knock-on effect of the price going up as well is that happening yeah too? that's yeah that's that's the issue is supply and demand then does push the price up so you know it's a constant battle you know when you've tendered for work you've you've gone in at one price by the time you're coming around to purchase it you know sometimes that might have gone up you know, quite a bit by that point. Again, pre-COVID, we used to be able to reserve material. Um, that's that's no longer a thing. You used to be able to hold prices for six months. It's very rare now. You'll find anyone that can do that for you. You know, it, at one point there was prices that companies won't even hold for a day. It's really hard for likes likes of us as a company when you're pricing for works. And then by the time you're coming around to buy it, you just... Yeah. Just... I think with the, the cloud remediation work that we carry out, especially the, the pre-contract phase is, is so prolonged. And so that issue of the supply and demand, meaning suppliers can't hold their price for 
and it stands for period. Yeah. Um, it can be months, even a year or two years between tender and the yeah. contract being agreed and awarded. So you can forecast, obviously, price changes or delays, but you, you can only go on what information you have. And obviously a lot changes over the time frame from when you submit a tender to when you potentially get the contract and there's only so much you can And quite control. often that is a year yeah. from when you've submitted to when an order might land on your desk. It's, yeah. So it's very hard to um, yeah, to work with those pricings. And are there any, uh, you, you might not be able to give me any, but are there any sort of specific examples you can give where these supply chain issues have sort of specifically impacted us or had an effect or... Um, is, is there anything you can sort of give us an example of? Sometimes it's been within the contract where we can go back to the the client um, because it's out of our control. Yeah, it has meant at times where we have had to sort of provide a potential alternative system that will be used within the external wall. So obviously there's different types of insulation that can be used, providing that they can achieve the same performance than what has been spec'd in in the tender documents and in, in the contract then we can potentially go elsewhere which can reduce the impact of the issues of what, what has been caused but um yeah i guess I, I know that's something that we've been able to do isn't it i mean i guess that's part and parcel of having a really diverse and and, and wide supply chain is having that capability to hand that in the event of um, something is completely out, out of our control that whatever was specified is is you know just simply not going to be available in the time frame that the project requires it to be available we've then been able to to present very quickly you know yeah. an alternative solution saying yeah yeah you needed this particular specification here here is an alternative same specification um, in fact I'm uh, think recently we've even bettered the specification yeah. um certainly from the safety perspective um and uh and, and obviously the, the lead times have then um, been able to meet the requirements so um yeah I, I, it's, it's great we can do we can do that that kind of thing okay so, so we've, we've talked about the potential causes being you, you've mentioned brexit you've mentioned um covid uh we've obviously got all of the pretty volatile interest rate situations that, yeah, that uh, in, in inflation rates are, get, are happening at the moment are, are there any other kind of i don't know root causes um of what might be causing the supply chain challenges that we're all facing probably just the supply and demand on top of all of those those things that we've had that's going on there's so much more, so many more buildings that have to obviously be uh, have the remediation done all this every building needs the same products or you know similar yeah. you know the base products are pretty much the same um which then you know and everybody wants it as quick as possible and yeah when as soon as an order lands as we know that everybody wants you on site straight away so it's it's really difficult to deal with 10 week lead times 15 week lead times when um you know probably back a year or so ago you might have been on four weeks it's the pre-planning. If we're well aware that these these um, supply issues are there, then we can plan for that. We can keep the client up to date, knowing that we can't be on site for three months. Um, but if we're if we're not having that relationship with the with our suppliers, so you know they can keep us up to date with the with all those information. Um, 
yeah yeah and we can put that pre-plan into use and making sure we are aware of alternative systems it's not a matter of going to order something and realizing oh it's a 10 week lead and we did it in five or right, let's spend a week finding out what's going to be yeah. what else is going to be suitable it's known at the time well this has this not just safety performance but you value performance just all yeah in. it's just it's, knowledge isn't yeah. it it's you know so it's, it's having that that information on hand ready ready to propose alternative solutions yeah and i know the pre-planning and sort of mobilization part of what we do is 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 huge right you know and and i think that's why um the commercial team always advocate um a much closer working relationship with the client so that we're engaged much earlier because it means that you can mitigate a lot of these issues isn't it if you're engaged a lot earlier yeah. you've got that security that you know that contract is going to come whenever it's going to come it, it, it might not going to actually hit as a physical contract mm -hmm. for six months but if you know that you're you know the preferred bidder six months ahead of time a lot of these challenges disappear right because yeah. you can forward order and, and do all of those things so um, um yeah fantastic so i guess on on that basis then if if we were to sort of think through if we were to take a minute and, and think through all of the potential solutions um for a minute so absolutely anything's on the table so you can go any way that, that you want you can come up with any um supply chain management solution any any approach any, anything at all um what would that look like what, what what would you come up with if you could literally do absolutely anything to solve all of the problems and and uh, make it as as slick as it could possibly be well, as the issues that the causes that Sarah mentioned, a lot of that is out of our hands. So, um, there's only so much we can do in a sense. But there is stuff we can do. We can ensure that we are up to date with lead-in times of materials. Um, keeping regular contact with our suppliers to know what these lead-in times are. Um, that we do it's just through maintaining contact with them on a regular basis, whether it be weekly, bi-weekly. Um, and just cre creating that relationship with them that we can regularly not just contact them via phone or email but meetings about ongoing projects we have potential future projects we will have um, when we're expecting certain things to drop um, we, and like, like I said previously is also looking at alternative systems and creating that relationship with the supplier will help them propose systems to us as well rather than us going to um, find that out for ourselves um, so yeah that's basically what we can do is just keep up to date and be proactive in what we're carrying out and the information we need so it's readily available for when we need it okay and, and that that sort of regular contact I'm quite keen on on sort of what, what, what does what does that look like I mean you've 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 said obviously regular is really important contacts really important what what is regular contact actually what was it what's that what what form does that take yeah, so I think, you know, face-to-face -face meetings are, are number one. I think um, building any sort of relationship, um, then then friendships with your suppliers, um, you know, you should be able to pick up the, pick up the phone um, and speak to them without any issues. You know, it's just be it, you know, turn up to go to as many supplier events as possible. Um, but yeah, I think keeping in touch as much as, much as possible with them. Yeah. And what impact does that good supply chain management have? So, you know, let, let's say we've, we've, we've solved all these problems, you know, we, we, uh, we like to think we're pretty good at the whole supply chain management piece. Um, so as a, as a kind of standout principal contractor that, 
you know, looks after their supply chain and, and really does that well. What effect does that have on us as a business? You know, what, what, what's the positive knock on? I think, you know, having good supplier um, relationships, it's you get the best price straight away for one. I'm not battling backwards and forwards trying to get the best price. Um, you know, when when you've got that relationship, they're, they're giving you that. And also, if you if you need something quickly, they turn it around for you. You know, you, you they'll stop what they're doing and, and they will they will pull everything out of the bag to try and sort you yeah. out. So, yeah, and I I've, I've get that time and over and over again now. It's, it's different people in different industries now that they are really, they are really, really good. And that's just over the years of building those relationships. So that face-to-face element, that friendship element, yeah. that's, that, that's how that sort of transpires as value. That's how, it, that's yeah. how we get the benefit. Definitely. Yeah. I think the supplier sees the value in it as well because, you know, sorry, you've experienced this that, if there is any significant changes in the market that we should be aware of, the supplier we have experienced will come to us and say, by the way, this material which you have used previously and you may be using again, the lead-in time has changed from five weeks to ten weeks. Just thought I'd let you know. Yeah, they and give the heads up early yeah, on. So we've got that heads up yeah. from them, which is, again, just comes from a relationship. It's like They're not going to cold call or cold email people and say, oh, this insulation isn't available now. But if we build that relationship with them, then they'll be thinking in the back of their mind, oh, Sarah Intelligent FS, she yeah. has ordered that, but I let her know that that's, that's changed. So And that's it. And if they've quoted me six months ago and I still haven't placed an order, they would then be coming to me to let me know that actually, no, this has dropped out now. It's, yeah. it's, you know, it's extended lead time. So having having that information early on from them is, is brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Now, before we move on, don't forget you can follow us on LinkedIn for as they happen updates throughout the week. Just search for Intelligent FS and click follow or look out for the keywords hashtag cladding remediation, hashtag FRAEW and hashtag golden thread, working together to make Britain's buildings safe and sustainable. So we've had a little fun with the, the what if and, and um, you know what, what we could possibly do uh, to make things better, but kind of bringing it back to reality for a minute. How are we addressing supply chain challenges specifically within Intelligent FS? Dame, I think you, you do a lot of this. Um, what, what, what's your view with regards to the things we've been talking about and how, how much of that do, do we actually do and, and um, deliver today? Yeah, well, one factor that we've sort of considered in past projects and we have implemented it now in, in a live project is to... Because again, going back to insulation, is which is the key, sort of the key material that we use. Um, is decide, and we, we use large quantities of it as well, obviously in medium to high rise buildings. So we've decided to vest purchase and vest materials from the beginning of a project. Therefore, we have the total quantity required from the beginning. It can be either stored on site or off site storage. Then it has a commercial benefit as well of the price is guaranteed because we've purchased it all from the beginning and that's just that's peace of mind for us as a contractor for the client for the residents in these buildings that material issues in terms of supply isn't going to cause any commercial or uh, project duration um, impacts so we know that we're not going to get halfway through a project and be oh, oh this material is not available now what are we going to do we can't we can't halfway like we've discussed earlier, propose a different system. Can't do that halfway through a project. It has yeah. to be the same 
system from the start to the end. So purchasing and investing those materials from the beginning means that we, we cut out those mainly for the residents of program duration impacts. It means the work's done in the time frame that we originally set out. And then again, it, 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 going back to relationships with a client, it helps build a relationship with a client that we can we can face these challenges and we can uh, meet the promises that we have set out when agreeing the contract at the beginning of the works. Fantastic. Okay. Um, I guess I wouldn't be able to have a discussion without bringing up technology. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm a, as you know, a, a massive fan of all things digital and wanting to drive that forward. We've talked about a whole bunch of different aspects of what is causing the supply chain um, to have challenges and, and we've addressed some, some of the things that we can do in order to address those challenges. Um, how much can technology have a place in solving those issues or or are they just is it just not something technology can deal with or, or, or have an impact on um, what, what are your thoughts yeah well obviously in in all ways of life now technology is just having a greater impact and a greater benefit on everything um, i think it's definitely benefited what we do um so we use a software it's called biggin which basically allows us to track all of our subcontractors and all of our suppliers, we can store all of their information and um, all of their insurance information. And it also gives us uh, updates on when that insurance information, it may be running out or um, it needs to be reviewed. So it basically, we can carry out, keep on top of our sub supplier and subcontractor compliance to ensure that we're getting the best out of them. Because if they're not compliant, then we're not compliant. Not only that, though, we can um, we can track all of like the training um, for the subcontractors. So if anything lapses, that's obviously going to cause us um, delays. So if we've got those all of that information within that system, we'll get prompted yeah. a month before. So we're never going to have that issue where we get any downtime um, from any of our from any of the labour. Yeah, and but Biggin is something that we we've only taken in recently. We used to use a separate software for. Um, we tried to use it for the same thing and it just wasn't performing as well as Biggin has been. Um, so in the short time that we've had it, we, we have really benefited with it. Um, we also have Safely Culture, which allows us to basically, we can evaluate our subcontractors and suppliers on their, their KPI, how they're performing each month. Um, and it gives us a percentage score. And if it's not a certain percentage, then it's something that needs to be reviewed as why this isn't why well, this isn't performing as well as it should, whether it be in terms of meeting the program or for a subcontractor actual performance on site. Yet so it can review a range of things, which is again just keeping on top of the compliance of the subcontractor and suppliers. And from the supplier sort of side of things, if they're late on deliveries and Yeah. Um, you know, they're delivering the full amount of the goods. So yeah. we can we can keep track of all of that and obviously if suppliers aren't aren't doing what they've what they've signed up for we can review them and again look at new suppliers if needs be yeah yeah brilliant i, I know we're looking also i mean the whole requisitioning and procurement piece is something that we haven't fully digitized yet i know we're looking at that as well um so i'm kind of hoping that'll that'll i guess make it more efficient and yeah. uh for you know on, on both sides for from a purchasing point of view and then obviously you've got the back end invoicing and, uh, and and payment side as well. Brilliant. 
Okay. Um, looking at it from kind of the, the other side of things, um, so we, 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 we've got our supply chain out there who are obviously looking after us with all of our uh, requirements. What's their perception of the challenges faced by supply chain? Obviously, we're one step up from them in terms of the, 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 the supply chain itself, but w w do we have a view on what their uh, challenges are? It's it's the supply and demand for them. They must think it's gone through the roof for them. Their orders, their order books will be full now for for so long. Um, yeah, again, it just comes back to the supply and demand of of these materials. Um, obviously, they're facing the same issues as us, and what what has caused what has caused the issues is what yeah. they're facing as well. Um, yeah, so it, I think it's a similar similar stance that that we have as a as a contractors. The issues that they're facing as well and i think with you know covid obviously was such a massive impact to the to the world you know so many places may have closed now so they're, they're not producing as much as what they would have been so it's just taking its time getting back yeah back to pre-covid and you know how long that will take if it will you know that we'll just get used to things uh, on longer lead times you know and that yeah. might be something that you know that's what we do so that brings us to the final question of the day. I like to think our questions get the old brain matter going and hopefully spark uh, ideas for change. Can you talk through, uh, are there any sort of uh, viewpoints that have changed or um, ideas um, that you've had that may mean that you're going to do anything differently from now on a result of the, as a result of the conversations that we've had today? You can't, um, just, you can't just say no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all fine. <laughs> um I think obviously my side is is dealing with suppliers all of the time. You know that's that. I I try to see see them as as often as I can. But I think for myself, just going to more events, finding out more what's out there, and you know, and just seeing people over and over, that would be that would be really good for me. Yeah, I think from my point of view, it's just having making sure that knowledge of systems are required, materials that are required. Just ensuring that the information is passed on to the relevant people when it's required and, and not delayed. So if Sarah needs to know something from me of what we require and when we require it, that she has that information from me and not it's not just completely ignored. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so again, it's just keeping on top of of the information and what, what we require. So I know some of the things that we're potentially looking at are... Uh, engagement as in as in actually polling them you know so yeah. um, sending out surveys trying to find out from them you know what their views are with regards to um, all things engagement mm -hmm. you know how can we work better with them you know it's a it's a it, it's it's a constant thing no matter how good you are you want to try and get better at it right yeah so um, doing that piece of engagement I think is something that um, is, is probably worthwhile okay so that brings us to the end of the show. I love it when we take the time to explore ideas uh, and the team and I can think of, it's been tremendously useful for me. I, you know, it, it's absolutely good uh, from my point of view as well. So um, a big thank you to Sarah Coombs, Thanks. Damien Campbell for making the time uh, to make it a great show today, uh, which was created and produced by Intelligent FS. If you enjoyed our podcast and think it would be useful for someone else, do please leave us a rating on podchaser.com and together we really can make Britain's buildings safe and sustainable.